So let us open up our Bibles to Colossians chapter 3. That's Colossians chapter 3, and we will begin in verse 1. But just for a moment, let us go back and review a few things in the second chapter of Colossians. Remember, Paul said, As you therefore receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Like the things we've been taught about the Father, the things we've been taught about the Son, and what we have been taught about God's will. We are taught to be rooted and built up in him and established in the faith with thanksgiving. We must beware lest any man spoil us through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men. Remembering in Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And we are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power. But most of all, we are buried with him in baptism and risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who has raised him from the dead. So in chapter 3, Paul is speaking to us about some of the things we need to do and stop doing. Since we are now established and rooted and God has surgically grafted us into the family of God. So in chapter 3, verse 1, it says, If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. You see, by baptism and by faith in that baptism, we have been raised with him in the newness of life. If we have done this, and we believe it to be true, then we must seek what is above. One, Jesus said, I am from above. So for starters, let us begin to seek Jesus. Amen. Second, James says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. So everything that is good comes from above. In this life, we need to be seeking wisdom. The wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easily to be entreated, as well as being full of mercy. Verse 2 said, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. It is the things here on the earth that causes us to slip. Don't become obsessed with the things that are temporal and perish. The scripture says, what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lost his soul? What could he give in exchange? That includes your youth, your health, your body, all the money in the world, all the cars and houses you want. If you had all the friends in the world, all these things are temporal and are not worth trading for your soul. Don't set your feelings on these things. Keep your mind on higher things like Christ. Verse 3 says, For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. If you have done what it says in verse 1 and 2, and understand what is being said, 
It means you know your life is not your own. It means you are you you are your life is now in Christ. A hidden life in Christ means you walk by faith and not by sight. You trust in God and not yourself. You see, set means to be in a special position or stable position. This means we have put ourselves in a stable position in Christ. And the things we seek and set our affections on in Christ will make us stable. Without Christ, we're like a ship without a sail. We are like nitro and old dynamite. They are unstable and can go off any minute. Verse 4 said, When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. This is the hope we have at his coming. The question to ask is, is he just in my life? Is he becoming my life? Or has he become my life? Philippians says he can change our vile body so it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. But in order to do so, he must be our life. Look at verse 5. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil consumptuousness, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Mortify means to shame, to humiliate, to discipline the body and the appetite of by self-denial. For us, this is the definition we need. We need to discipline the body and the appetite thereof by self-denial. We deny ourselves all, all the time when we want something. If we can go on a diet to lose weight, to get in clothes, why can't we deny flesh to lose sin to get into heaven? Mm. Romans said, don't yield the members of your body to sin. If you live after the flesh, you will die. But if you through the spirit go to destroy the deeds of the body, you will live. Mm -hmm. If nothing else, do it so you may live. Mm -hmm. Look at verse six. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. In the which ye also walked sometime when ye believed in them. God is not happy with those who practice the things that are in verse 5. And no one can say, I never done any of them. And we should not get angry at those who do. 1 Corinthians 6 and 11 said, And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord. And by the spirit of our God in Christ, you have been made free. Look at verse eight. But now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, 
filthy communications out of your mouth. Is anybody still dealing with anger issues? How about wrath and filthy communication? Remember, these things start from the heart. And when they fester, they are exposed by flesh. Anger is hostility and resentment that hasn't become external yet. But wrath is anger and resentment exposed by flesh. Meaning what you no longer could keep to yourself, you let it out and others see it. Whether by verbal or action. Filthy communication is not just bad words. Sometimes the mouth can be more destructive than the actions done by the body. We need to guard our tongue as well. Look at verse 9. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds. Revelation 21 and 8 said, All liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. Mm-hmm. And notice what it says in Ephesians 4, 22, 24, and 25. It says that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and that ye put on the new man, in verse 24, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one of another. Back to Colossians in verse 10. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Let me break it down this way. Don't put on Christ and walk in flesh. When you are in Christ, don't allow what you were define who you are. Don't let the old man darken the Christ in you, but allow the Christ in you to become light to and for someone else. Verse 11 says, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, Barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free. But Christ is all and in all. Can you receive this today? It doesn't matter who you are or where you come from. If you have received Christ, if you have put on the new man, if you have been buried with him and have been risen with him, you are free. And Christ is with you and in you. It goes on to say, put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering. Saints, we are the elect of God. We are the chosen. It is expected of God's people to be merciful, kind and humble, to be meek. And long suffering. We must begin to show and express the character of God and not the character that comes from man. Verse 13 says, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. 
Some of the people we encounter are for our sakes, to help us exercise that long-suffering with mercy. We seem to be quick to ask someone to forgive us, but become short-tempered when they need it for themselves. If Christ forgave you and Christ is in you, it means you should forgive others. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Love, nothing can be done without love. Mm -hmm. Nothing will work without love. What you do will not be accepted unless it is by love. Verse 15 says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also you were called in one body. And be thankful. Mm -hmm. Peace cannot be obtained or completed without love. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. First, let is a choice you make. You must deny flesh and allow Christ to dwell in you. Second, it is the word of God that dwells in you and not the philosophy and opinions of other people. Salvation is not based upon relationships with others, but what is written in God's word. Third, to dwell in you richly is living in abundant words of life. Fourth, let it be with wisdom. With wisdom, we understand the knowledge that has been given, and we know how, how and when to apply it. The word of Christ must dwell in us so the full measure of the gospel can be in us so we may be perfected and entire, wanting nothing, so we may be complete in Christ. It must occupy us in order for it to be a part of us. Look at verse 17. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Let's break this down a little. Whatsoever means whatever you do. This includes all spiritual work, whether in word or action. When you exhort someone by prayer, giving thanks, when you give honor to God, that honor should be both to the Father and the Son. John tells us, for the Father judges no man, but has committed all judgment to the Son, that all men should honor the Son even as they honor the Father. He that honors not the Son honors not the Father which sent him. When it says deed, it refers to the work you do. Whatever you do, it is done in Jesus' name. That includes baptism. You, you pray in, in Jesus' name. You cast out devils in Jesus' name. You give thanks in Jesus' name. So whatever you do, let it be done in Jesus' name, giving thanks to God the Father by him. Ephesians tells us, Give thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
1 Thessalonians said, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. Now, Paul addressed in these next few verses how wives should respond to their husbands. Verse 18 says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. He speaks of how husbands should treat their wives. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. He speaks how children should respond to their parents. Children, obey your parents in all things. For this is well pleasing unto the Lord. He even goes on to say what not to do to the children. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. But again, even in all these, everything is done in Jesus' name. And giving thanks to both the Father and the Son. Not only in his name and giving thanks, but in order for this to happen and to be fulfilled, we must seek those things that are above and set our affections thereon. In order to do this, we must destroy flesh. We must take it off and put on Christ. Now in verse 22, it says, Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart fearing God. This is how you treat people you work for and people that work for you. For example, I service. Be the same way in their absence as you are in their presence. Men pleasers don't do things to please men. But what you do, do it to please God who searches the heart. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. So whether it is obedience to your employer or employee, do it completely to God. If it is to your spouse or your children, do it completely to God. Make sure what you do is unto God and not unto man. Verse 24 says, And knowing, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance for your service, for you for your serving the Lord. Our reward comes from God. Too often we expect our reward to come from the person we helped. And we must make sure what we do, we do for the right reason. Mm -hmm. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done. Yes. And there is no respect of person. If what you do is from flesh and out of the flesh, then what you get will be from and out of the flesh. Let's close with this in Galatians 6, 6-8. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Good communication comes from good words that are taught from what is true and written. 1 John 2.27 told us, But the anointing, this is God's spirit, which you have received of him abideth in you. He will bring all things to your remembrance of what Jesus has said unto you from the word. And it says, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teach you of all things and is true and is no lie. And even as he have taught you, ye shall abide in him. Mm -hmm. Verse seven says, be, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. 
For what for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. If what you do is out of your own might and strength, then you have received your reward there. But if you do it as unto the Lord, the Lord will reward you. With that, my time is up and I thank you for yours.